everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, it's a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm not a good speller, Austin. Sue me. We're going to talk to David Locke here in a Don't minute. Don't think I won't. <laughs> uh, Don't say that to Austin. He'll get you. Eager to get David's thoughts on uh, everything that's gone on today. Um, you've been living in a bubble or just jumping into your car or, uh, you know, wrapped up in meetings all day. The uh, Miller family. Has uh, or will sell the Utah Jazz uh, as we found out uh, an eighty percent stake in the Utah Jazz uh, to uh, the Smith family, Ryan and Ashley Smith. Um, it, that was announced today, and uh, I think everybody, Gordon, was was a bit surprised. I know I was. Yes, I I think that's uh, a bit of an understatement. Now, obviously, some people were uh, very well aware of what was going on but uh, because this thing didn't just happen overnight but most folks were uh, really surprised because you know the millers have talked about keeping the jazz as a part of the uh the family and the and the community uh that from from the very beginning and uh I, i i think that gail must believe that she accomplished uh uh that with this particular exchange. Well, let's talk to David about it. Let's get out to the zone phone. Uh, joining us now, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. By the way, David's appearance is, as always, brought to you by the Murdoch Auto Group. He's our friend, David Locke. Hello, David. Hello, Jake. Hello, Gordon. How are you, Pretty buddy? Mon- mon- monumental day in the history of our state, our sports, our franchise. Our station, yeah, the the Zone Sports Network. Throw that in there. Yeah, huge, huge you, you even got day. mentioned in the you got mentioned in the press conference. I know, it felt good. Uh, you know, get a little pub. Although, uh, you know, we're we're so special, David. We get our own separate transaction. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. Congratulations. Um, well, let's start there. Uh, let's start broad, David. Your your reaction and what this means for the Utah Jazz franchise. You know, I think it's. Uh, I've talked about this kind of in a deep philosophical sense, if we think about the history of our state and our sports franchises, our first owner was an out-of-state guy who um, you know, brought his outside money into Utah. And at the time, in 1978, we didn't really have the infrastructure in business, and Delta wasn't even, at the time, Western Airlines. I think it, it hadn't even become a hub yet. Maybe Western Airlines had just been a hub. We, just, we really were a very undeveloped city at that point. And then you take the next owner is is this guy who starts in the parts department, but he's Utah's own, and he starts in the parts department, he builds up his empire, and it's kind of symbolic of the beginning of these kind of Utah families with First Security Bank and the Eccles, and you have the Huntsmans, and you have this beginning of kind of Utah royalty family. We, You know, there was the McCartney family and some others prior to that, certainly, that, that were influential, but we have this kind of next. And they're Utah-grown, and they're, and, they're, and they're still kind of, you know, they're, they're you know, m- making it from the ground up, but it's 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 still at this kind of one level. There's other levels going on, and then this is the next stage, and this is a guy who's made it right. Like this is now as big. A, this is the you know he had the single biggest software tech deal ever in the history of the world. 
you know, this isn't like there's bigger deals going on in California or there's bigger deals going on in New York. Like this guy acquired, put on the biggest deal ever. Um, and it's a sign of kind of where we've come as a state. And I think, you know, the driving force of our state, I think, for the next 20 to 30 years will be Silicon Slopes. I frankly think it will be what in Seattle we've referred to them as the Microsoft millionaires. Um, and they were all the people that had made the money out of Microsoft and then gone on for their own ventures and built their own things. And that just pumped up the economy crazy in Seattle. I think we'll see the Qualtrics millionaires now coming out of the Qualtrics success and building off and, uh, you know, their success and building their own next company. And we're already seeing so many multiple things coming out of Silicon Slopes. And so I think this is, you know, I think this is really symbolic of kind of where our state is going. And we've had the right person for where our state is leading us the whole way. And it seems as though Ryan and Ashley are the, are the next right step. We can all guess, David, about why uh, the Jazz would be sold right now and, uh, you know, what the timing and whatnot. But you and I, and uh, Jake, too, we all know Gail well enough to know that there's no way she makes a deal like this without uh, some assurance uh, that uh, the Jazz is going to stay right where they are. Now, that sounds kind of obvious to some people, but in this day and age, with these uh, franchises being worth what they're worth now, I mean, you just never know anymore. How convinced are you that uh, this is a move that uh, is uh, in the in the best uh, uh, sort of uh, fate of the Utah Jazz as the Utah Jazz moving forward? Oh, I think to have Ryan and Ashley Smith available in the marketplace is a pretty remarkable luxury for us as a city of our size. I mean, you know, Gordon, you and I have probably held this conversation because I know I've held this conversation with an awful lot of people in the last probably 10 years and maybe last five years of like, well, if the Millers sell, who would they sell it to? Right. And the answer was always the Huntsman, but it was the only answer. There wasn't another choice. Like, Oh, well they'd sell it to the Huntsman. Well, you know, frankly, I'm not sure that that actually is viable at this point. And there was not another answer. And so, you know, if the Millers were going to sell at some point in time, it was going to probably mean that, you know, the, the bidders were going to be the same people that are bidding, you know, the Seattle group and, Larry Ellison and all those other bidders, and none of those are from here, and they could have claimed they were going to stay, but that's probably pretty unlikely. And so, you know, for us to uh, have this individual in town who's had this business success at this at this unbelievable magnitude, because NBA money is now an unbelievable magnitude. I mean, quite honestly, I'm not sure the Millers had NBA money at this point. Um they had found a way to make it work, and they had industriously built this remarkable empire. And but when you went to the value of NBA owners, the top level is that it is in a really unique stratosphere. And you know, Ryan Smith and Ashley Smith are in that stratosphere. So to have that in town is pretty amazing because there's plenty of examples of of cases in which you know that ownership claims they're interested or comes with another intention, and the end result's not good. I don't know how many owners of NBA franchises actually played basketball in, in like in the Jazz's case, the Junior Jazz. I mean, that is remarkable when you think about it. Well, it, it is really remarkable, and and his story of playing Junior Jazz, and then also having you know his kids play, kids are playing Junior Jazz is is remarkable. It's a tribute to Nate Martinez and what they've built at Junior Jazz because it's the best program. That program is unique to who we are as a state and is unique to. Um, unique to Utah. There's other teams that have tried to replicate it, but no one's come nearly as, as close, and it's a good example of how how this franchise is embedded into our culture. 
David, I want to go back just a, a little bit to where we were talking about uh, the possibility of a jazz move, and and I agree with you both. Uh, that seems unlikely, either unlikely or to not going to happen. And one of my uh, rationale for it is is that one, Gail would be very choosy uh, who she sold the franchise to, uh, but two, I mean, Ryan Smith, as we just talked about, he grew up here. He he grew up a jazz fan, playing for Junior Jazz. All that stuff you were just talking about, and I compared that to what happened in Seattle with the song. And I wanted to ask you about it because you lived through it. When Howard Schultz sold a Clay Bennett, that seems different to me because he was an outsider and he was from Oklahoma City. And those rumors started uh, seemingly the moment the ink was dry. Will you juxtapose these two situations as somebody that's lived through both? But I actually think you got to go back to the the juxtaposition. It is better, I even think, on on Howard Schultz than it is on Clay Bennett. Like when Clay Bennett bought the Sonics, other than just Clay Bennett and the late Aubrey McClendon just blatantly lying, there was no, there was no, they were never staying in Seattle, right? It was a joke. It was a farce. Howard Schultz bought the Sonics and gave the whole, you know, run around how it's a community trust and it's so important and then quit. Like he just quit. But, he quit because he's from New York and he didn't grow up with the green and gold and his social group wasn't all about remembering rooting for Gus Williams and Freddie downtown Brown and Lonnie Shelton and Jack Sigma. Like it was his new toy and he happened to live in Seattle and Starbucks happened to be in Seattle when he bought it. But there was truthfully no loyalty to Seattle, as was exemplified by his kind of unscrupulous negotiation to sell the team. And it was not about anyone than Howard Schultz. And you could tell from Ryan and Ashley Smith today that this is part of their upbringing. This is part of their social group. This is part of their 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 community. And there is a connection to them that's much deeper than that. So the Clay Bennett analogy is the most recent in the sense that it's, you know, so abundantly obvious. But the real story is that the outsider Howard Schultz quit on Seattle and cost them their franchise after it was sold. And, you know, I just don't see that happening in when you look at the background of of Ryan and Ashley Smith and Ashley grew up in Vegas, but came to BYU and has opened her dance studios incredibly successfully in Utah County. And it's just a huge part of that community. Like there's a deeper tie and root to what's going on here than, you know, and Ryan's dad moved the family to Utah as a, he, both his parents have PhDs and they moved their family to Utah so he could work at BYU. And, you know, there's just a deeper, deeper roots to to being part of this community from them, and and so that's it, that's where it feels more different to me. The the Clay Bennett carpet bagging was pretty obvious. So, David, I love asking you impossible questions to answer, but I'm curious your opinion on what effect this kind of transaction will have on the Jazz as they make decisions, important decisions, and expensive decisions into their future. So I don't know the answer to that. I appreciate you having faith in me to have an impossible answer to a question. Um, there's there's no real way to know that. Um, you know, the easy answer is that you have mammoth wealth here, and so if the time is right, they could um, the, the Jazz could make it. A, you know, spend it. But you know what? Truthfully, like 
I, I, I actually didn't catch it, but Dave Fox on Talking Sports said to me that Gail Miller said that he, she thought Ryan Smith could take the Jazz to the next level. And that's an interesting phrase to me because that's pretty self-deprecating by Gail. I mean, I really felt like Gail and the Miller family took the Jazz to the next level. Maybe they didn't win a championship, but, you know, frankly, that that's a pretty – that's a pretty faulty way to judge a, a franchise because you have a whole lot of failures. I mean, I, I feel like the Millers spent the money when they needed to spend the money, backed this franchise when they needed to, built a practice facility when they need to. Um, so, you know, I want to be careful that, sure, Ryan Smith and Ashley Smith have a, a mammoth, you know, war chest, which they're playing with. But I don't, I really don't feel as though the Jazz have been neglected in that regard over the years. Um, so I don't have that answer. I mean, I'm trying, you know, we're all trying to figure out who Ryan Smith is. You know, there's two stories that jumped out to me in reading about him that I think are important. And it tells you that I think the core of what the Jazz are as a community entity are, are important. One is um, that the first 10 customers of Qualtrics were customers 10 years later. So I think that's a really interesting, you know, that's an important note, right? Uh, it means they were building a company the right way. Now, the second one that I personally think is, is pretty important is that I read that while he was CEO of Qualtrics, his salary was $100,000 a year. In a day and age where maybe the single biggest problem we have as a country is, is you know, division by wealth and exorbitant salaries for CEOs while the average sa- family in America is making the exact same amount of money they were making 35 years ago, you know, regardless almost of inflation to have a CEO that actually is true to their word in that. I think, you know, sure. He made his windfall at the end, but that was his idea. And you, you deserve that. But in the meantime, while you're running your company that you're, you know, you're, you're not, you know, cashing at all while having everybody else work at $12 an hour, I think is, is an impressive note to who he seems to be and probably a good indicator of how this franchise runs. David, if you had uh, 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 Ryan and Ashley Smith's ear and uh, would would give them an owner to uh, model themselves after, you know, an NBA owner hmm. uh, to, to kind of say, hey, they're doing it right, who would you tell them? Oh, I think Peter Holt in some ways in San Antonio, obviously, you know, deserve some accolades. I mean, I would strongly suggest drafting Tim Duncan anytime you can. So that will make you look at David Robinson. Cause I think that will really help your franchise. Um, you know, there, are, there is not a model, right? So like, do we like, do you think Mark Cuban is a good NBA owner or a bad NBA owner? I think that's a mixed opinion, right? Most people are around on the good side with that now. Well, I guess he had that scandal a couple of years ago, which wasn't so good. I mean, he's had some major scandals, and he was pretty problematic for a while. And, you know, then he's also thought. So I don't know that there's an I think the answer is be true to yourself, right? Like, if you're a good person, just be true to yourself. And that's probably um, sufficient. I don't think basketball is that different than other companies. I mean, you build a culture, and you hire people, and you let them do their jobs. And you know, if you want to do their jobs, then you should do their jobs, but you shouldn't hire them then. Um, so I don't know that I have an answer that there's a model owner out there. Please don't be James Dolan. That would, that would be preferable. Um, and I, you know, I think that that's, you know, don't, please don't be the Maloofs. Um, that would, that would be preferable. Uh, but I don't know that there's actually a set, like, you know, um, I, I don't know that you should have to, 
go sit in the background and, and you know, you just spent one point whatever billion dollars on this franchise. I think you got the right to be involved. Um, and so I'm not one who necessarily believes that you shouldn't, that you should, you know, just be quiet and sitting in your suite and never seen. I don't really believe that. It's, you've, you've spent the money. You have the right to go be involved in whatever capacity, hopefully in an effective one. And following up on that, David, uh, everyone I've talked to today have said how smart Ryan Smith is. And it sounds like Ashley's really smart, too. When you have that kind of brain power, you want to be involved. But you, as you said, it hire the right people to do the right jobs and, and, and then be smart enough to know what you don't know and let the experts who are involved in that process make smart decisions. That's a part of being brilliant. And it sounds to me like Ryan is well-suited in that regard. And, you know, what are your expertise? What do you know well? What can you add? I mean, there's a plenty of things he can add to this organization, right? Like, you know, I mean, he's got an incredibly data-driven company. I would assume that there's some pretty high-level data-driven things he can bring to this company. Um, and I think that'll be, you know, really interesting to to see how it plays. And, you know, and I think, you know, he'll – he's just you – know, I, I just, you know, I, I – I think there's a fun, it's a funny conversation. You're catching me stuttering a little bit. The we've really been incredibly fortunate who we've had leading us um, for the last decades, and from Larry, and then I think you know we all we all discovered where that there was an awful lot of brilliance quietly behind Larry and Gail. Um, and Gail has been kind of I just find her very settling. You know, in in the midst of everything, if Gail Miller's around, you always felt okay. Um, and so I do think this is a good day in the sense. For the long term of the franchise, it, it's a continuity. It's a continuation. It's the natural next step for our state. It's this franchise is more important in this state than other places. But you know, I, I think I want to be a little um, careful in a conversation that uh, on hypotheticals we don't know about that in any way are discrediting what we've experienced for the last decades on what has been a really masterful run. Well said. David, uh, changing the subject just a little bit, uh, this is obviously the, the biggest news around here, but it's been a randomly really big news today, day today in the NBA, and we only get to talk to you once a week. So I want to ask you what you think about Daryl Morey's fit in Philadelphia. Um, it's pretty interesting. That's, I mean, that's a little bit of them going back to where they were, right? So clearly that ownership group, which is, you know, the, the, uh, one of the new money groups, believes in the analytics, right? They that is clearly what they believe. You know, they started with Sam Hinkie and and Daryl Morey became available and they couldn't help themselves. Um, and it's interesting that they're doing it with, with Doc Rivers as the head coach, who's not been a huge analytics head coach along the way. Um, so it, that's, um, I mean, Daryl Morey's track record is remarkable. I, I, I just am lost on the people that try to sell it otherwise. You know, like, oh, well, it didn't work. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it totally worked. Um, you know, again, like if our standard is that everybody, the only thing that works is a championship, then then our grading system is really skewed and it largely matters if you get a six foot nine guy who's born in your hometown. Um, I mean, that just, it just is not a model by which we can, you can build franchises if, as your standard. So Daryl Morey worked. It was crazily successful. Um, it's just the only thing I would say is the order of hiring there um, seems a little off to me, right? Like, so Doc Rivers and his big personality comes in and then Daryl Morey comes in. And do those two have any relationship together? How are they going to work together? Like, um, that seems a little off. I'm sure they'll figure it out. It's two pretty talented people.
And David wanted to run by you the uh, conjecture that the I'm sorry that the NBA season will start on the 22nd of December, and then people like LeBron, who's probably pretty torn or pretty tired right now, uh, what will happen with uh, some of the veterans who are, are going to be asked to start uh, playing again so quickly, and then some of them saying that ah, I'll probably take some rest, some uh, some load management time off. What do you make of I think that's. I frankly think that's pretty reasonable. Um, you know, they've played Olympics before and turned around and played. It's not as though they're being asked to do something they've never done before. But it's you know, there's some there's something reasonable to it. I mean, so what we're, we used to go from late June to really the middle of September, October, right? So you're talking July. One month was July, August, September. So they were talking three months. And now they finished, what did they finish? In October, did the NBA finish? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. So yes. October, November, like, so it's too much. I mean, it's not that, I don't know. Maybe a little bit much to do about nothing, quite frankly. Well, David, thank you very much. We were looking forward to our conversation with you today. We appreciate it as uh, as always. I, I appreciate your time and your faith in me to answer impossible questions I couldn't answer. <laughs> you, do, uh, you do as uh, better than uh, either of us do, David. How about that? <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. See you, buddy. It's our friend David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. And uh, I thought David was some interesting insight there. I liked his thoughts on, on comparing it to the, the Seattle situations. I thought that was really good. Yeah, and as much as we talk about what what progress might be made under uh, Ryan Smith and Ashley Smith, uh, it uh, yeah. Anytime you talk that way, and anytime there's some something new, don't forget what's already been done and those who have accomplished that. And sometimes when you look forward, you uh, either discount or discredit what has already taken place. So. I think there's probably an appreciation and an expectation uh, or an enthusiasm for both of those things. I hear you. Uh, but you keep in mind, too, well, uh, let me add to what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it. You know, you, the Jazz has been run very, very well for a very long time. I would yeah. guess that the new owner isn't going to come in and change everything that, you know, you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? I'm, I'm sure there's some tweaks and some philosophical stuff here and there. But, it, you know, you buy the Clippers, you revamp everything. I don't think you, you buy the Jazz and revamp everything. They've... they've figured some stuff out, I think, along the way. Well, during the finals, you heard Jeff Van Gundy say on that to a national audience about various franchises who are run the way everyone envies. And uh, he mentioned the Jazz is one of those clubs. So uh, I think that that thought is fairly universal. All right, uh, let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now from Pulse Medical, he is Dr. Matt Williams with us here on The Big Show. Hi, doctor. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, we are great. Let's talk about how uh, you and the good folks over there at Pulse can help our listeners. You bet. Hey, I think a lot of guys know, uh, you know, about acoustic wave therapy, non-invasive, no, no needles, no pills. Um, you know, now, you know, if, if you got ED, that's the way to go. We know it works. And now you're kind of figuring out, you know, where am I going to go to do this? Maybe you've been to some other places. Well, you know, come to Pulse. There's no weights. Uh, you know, we'll work with you on the finances, come up with a great plan, something that works with you. You'll be treated by the same technician every time, make you feel comfortable. It's a great environment. You know, no-brainer as to, you know, where to go. We will we'll serve you and, uh, you know, get you good results. 
You know, it certainly sounds a lot better than what uh, a lot of guys go through with the other treatments that have been around for a long time. Absolutely. You know, the pills are a thing of the past. Um, this actually changes your anatomy. So you get natural, spontaneous erections, you know, when the time is right. And, uh, yeah, no needles. Don't have to inject yourself and, uh, or embarrass yourself in front of her. Um, just, just performance. All right, uh, number to call, 801-509-8888. That's 801-509-8888. And uh, is that the easiest way, doctor, just call and get on the schedule? Yeah, call. Call, make an appointment with with us, or, uh, you know, visit our uh, website, and you can make an appointment there as well. All right, it's Pulse Medical Clinic. And again, that number, 801-509-8888. 801-509-8888. Doctor, thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, coming up next, Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, Sounds uh, uh, of Various uh, Clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, it's time for sounds of various clips. Uh, but before we do that, uh, it's just a win ticket Wednesday. Let's uh, let's give out some tickets, shall we? 855-340-ZONE, 12th caller. We're giving you a couple of free tickets to go see the Snowmobile Expo this weekend. In fact, Scotty and Hans will be there coming up uh, tomorrow from 10 to 2 with interviews from vendors featuring all the new machines and gear for this year. Don't miss this year's show at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy, brought to you by Spy Racing and Snow West Magazine. Magazine. But you can be going for free if you're the 12th caller right now, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, Gordon, there was some non-baseball-related drama in uh, World Series Game 6 last night. In uh, I think it was the eighth inning, Justin Turner was pulled because of uh, a positive coronavirus test. Now, I have not heard much of the backstory on this whole thing. Did it did? I mean, why, are, why is he just then in the middle of the game finding out about that? Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Any idea, but, Austin? Well, there have been rumblings slash rumors slash reports <laughs> that he tested positive the afternoon before the game started. So yesterday oh. afternoon, uh-huh. the team, the team uh, and he claimed, uh, we don't think so. There's no possible way. That's got to be a false positive. They said, well, we'll, we'll retest him to be sure. The game started before that test result then came back. Okay. And so it comes back, and then in the eighth they say, you're out. Uh, uh, in fact, leave and, and go home. And he defiantly said, no, I'm not leaving, and I am going to go out there and celebrate. No, And you can't do anything about it if you have to call. And someone said, well, don't make us call security. And he reportedly said, call security. Even they can't get me off this field. Uh, so That's okay, wonderful. So the big controversy is he's celebrating afterwards and uh, taking pictures, and and uh, everybody is is worked up about it today. Well, have you ever heard of Brent Terhune, Gordon? Uh, I'm not sure I know that name. So uh, I I'd actually be surprised if you, if you did. He's not exactly a huge celebrity, but he has uh, gotten some recent notoriety by doing satirical videos. He's kind of a big. 
He's kind of an average-looking dude. He looks like kind he of looks a, like Brian Brown. He he does look a little like Brian Brown. He looks like kind of a blue-collar dude. He's got a big red beard, uh, red hair. He looks kind of like Justin Turner, actually. He, he, there is a resemblance there. But he's he's kind of gotten some notoriety recently doing um, like politically satirical videos, and and he's really funny. By the way, he's really funny. Um, but he did one of those videos as so he's playing the the character of Justin Turner. So he's mocking Justin Turner, mocking COVID. Does that make any sense, Gordon? Yes. All right, here you go. Sense. I want to thank God. I want to thank my teammates. Number one, baby, we did it. <laughs> Does COVID make you gain a lot of weight, or is it just me? Ha ha. Yeah, I peed on the stick, but the results didn't come back till mid game. Said right there on the test, P.O.S. Hell, I'm superstitious now. I won't even get on the field without COVID. Ha! Ha! I may be asymptomatic for COVID, but you know what I'm not asymptomatic for? Winning, baby. Number one. <laughs> Pass me the trophy, fellas. I want to cough on it. This one's for you, COVID. Ugh. I don't see what the big deal is. I quarantined for two innings. I know Dr. Fuji says 14 innings, but <laughs> I, I'm not going to trust a guy that can't even throw out a first pitch. Ha! COVID-19 corner pocket. Hey, let me spit on the Gatorade before we dump it on coach. We were celebrating all night, too. Cigars, dancing, coughing on each other's kids. I mean, you couldn't tell where the champagne stopped and the spittle started. K.I. I mean, who cares anyway? We got the whole offseason to get better. Just put some hydroxychloroquine in your monster and go back to practice. I didn't wear a mask for the picture. The beard filters most of it out anyway. I'll see you at the parade. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, I I wish I could laugh at stuff like that. I, I just can't get there yet with so much going on right now. Well, that, that's, I think that's this guy's point. Yeah, is Justin know. Turner is mocking the pandemic and, yeah. and the disease by, by not taking it seriously. Yes. So this guy's now mocking Justin. Does it, you, yeah. you didn't even get a little laugh when he was like, Dr. Fuji said 14 innings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Why would I trust a guy who can't throw out a first pitch? (laughs) That was a terrible first pitch. Oh, so bad. One of the worst ever. Oh, Oh, the man has spent his entire life studying infectious diseases. He said he played ball in college. (laughs) And then he went out there and threw it backwards. No, didn't he play basketball in college? Oh, is that the ball he was talking about? Oh, God. I think he played basketball. Besides, that was a long, long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) How funny is that, though? Yeah, we're celebrating. We're going out coughing on each other's kids. <laughs> I mean, come on. It is true. Some people really got to wake up and take this more seriously. <laughs> Bring that trophy over here and let me cough on it. Let me spit in the Gatorade before you pour it on coach. <laughs> was, the best line was the quarantine for, for two innings. <laughs> I quarantine for two innings. Dr. Fuji said he had to do 14. Dr. Fuji. <laughs> Dr. Fuji film. Oh, I, I'm sorry you didn't find that funny, Gordon. I found that No, hilarious. no, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. It's just that I, my heart aches right now for all the, all the pain that's out there. Well, a speedy recovery to the Turner family. Yeah. Well, that, that alleviated some of my pain right there because that was darn funny. Uh, I'm just grateful today that, we're, that we have that controversy to talk about and not have to play the 93-minute speech that the owner gave what was that and you guys know this because i texted it to you as we were going back and forth in fact i wrote a whole column about this and i probably won't use it now but anyway it's uh 
It, 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 I love the moment that the game ends, so the championship is won, and all these players are, are these multimillionaires are out there rolling around on the ground, dogpiling on the diamond like that. And uh, it, it, that that's just a, that's just an extraordinary moment in my mind when sports sports turns into what it always was meant to be, you know, fun and games. And uh, I love that that moment. But then when they get into the trophy presentation and what was what what's the owner's name again? I forget his name I now. Don't know. But, uh, it was, Carl I mean, Speckler. He, <laughs> he, he he pulled out a script. And started reading this thing, and the second I saw that, I thought, okay, uh, this is going to be a while. And I don't know how Fox is feeling about it. <laughs> I mean, he spoke for, he gave like a 15-minute speech. Well, I, I thought Buck Johnson owned the uh, the Dodgers. He is was that, there, too. Is that not true? I thought Buck was the guy. He was there, too. Did he speak? No, I don't man. honestly know. So no, when you texted over. us that, Gordon, I had long turned the game off. Oh, yeah. Because so as I, soon as the third out happened, I clicked that thing off because I don't care for the celebrations or the, the trophy presentation. I don't want to see people but from you, L.A. be happy. But you couldn't get anywhere online last night or today without seeing that guy's speech and the and the Oscars wrap-up music behind it. Did you <laughs> did you really explain to me why you don't like watching? Because to me, it doesn't matter what team it is. It doesn't matter, you know, what my how I feel about that team to watch these guys who are I don't want to use the word jaded, but I mean, let's say it this way. They have experienced a lot of life uh, in, a, in, a, in a good way. And it's it takes a lot to get them fired up like that and to see them. Finally, run around the field like yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. eleven uh, yeah, eleven yeah. year old little leaguers. I, Here, I think that's here's I think why that's I don't cool. care. For what it. I what I don't like is when the executives get involved and it gets like we saw last. Night. Here's why I don't care because I'm not related to or care about any of them or their actual lives. I just like to watch them play sports. Yeah, I agree. I don't care in the slightest. I'm with yeah, Austin. But, as yeah, soon as yeah, it's but over, this is a part of out. that. This is a part of that sport. No, it's, it's not. The it's out not. happened. Yeah, the game no, is over. No, but, uh, they but got I mean, 27 don't outs. Don't give me this feel-good people jumping around. I don't care. And I'm with Austin. If I were related to him or a fan of the team or something like that, I might care. But I certainly don't. Like, I, I don't hang around for all the stupid stuff after the Super Bowl either. Well, like I said, there's a difference between what happens right after the game with those who have participated in it, and then when you get into the whole uh, hierarchy, those are two different things. And, and you're right. I turn it. I, I usually don't like that part of it, but I do like the celebration. I, I think that's watching grown men dogpile ju- on jump, each other, jump around and act like kids. You know that that's what the game was meant to be. Well, uh, you know I. I, I can't go your route, Gordon, and tell you I'm happy for you because your team won. So it's I'm not, not my I'm team. Not going no, to do the Dodgers that. aren't my team. You know the Phillies are my team, but uh, I, you know, I mean, I, it doesn't matter who it is. I, I think that's, I think that's the purest moment. In all See, sports. you couldn't give me any credit for my Nationals winning, but here I am being nice and saying I'm, I'm happy for your Dodgers, Gordon, and you, it just has to become a thing. Well, I mean, at least my team is the Phillies, which is a completely separate thing, much like your team was the Expos, who turned into the Nationals. And so I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt there. I'm giving but, you the benefit of the doubt. It's all right. Enjoy how it. So? Your Dodgers won. My, the Dodgers aren't mine. The, I'm giving you neither. Neither of you benefits, only doubts. 
All right, Why would the teams. Dodgers be mine? I, I understand Austin's jealousy factor here because, what? you know, the Angels and the Dodgers, I mean, they're, they're in the same community, but they're not in the same Because universe. you love everything L.A. That's exactly right. No, I, I do like that song, but uh, no, I don't love everything L.A. I was kind of hoping the thing was going to go seven games. I wanted to see another one. All right, we're way over. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome on back. It's the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, uh, 1280 The Zone. Uh, we'll get more into the Jazz sale coming up next. And, in fact, to combine real quick, Gordon, because we don't have a ton of time here, to combine two topics, baseball and uh, ownership transition of sports. You ready for a quick follow-up on the, the story I mentioned to you the other day that uh, the mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, thanks to, <laughs> yeah. a, uh, thanks to a clause in the contract, the, the stadium, City Field, is built on – um, city property, and in that deal written into the language of the contract, uh, somehow the mayor of New York uh, could veto the selling of the franchise. Right. And uh-huh. Bill de Blasio was was dragging his feet. Well, new reports from the New York Post are, are uh, furthering it, basically saying that de Blasio is determined that the, the sale of this franchise not go through, not to Steve Cohen. According to the the report, um, these and these are uh, anonymous sources, I guess, said that uh, de Blasio um, doesn't want it going to a hedge fund manager. And uh, he's been publicly couching it as due diligence, like we're just doing our due diligence. That's why we haven't signed off on it yet. Uh, uh, a source familiar with City Hall told the po- Post, quote, the due diligence line is bull stuff. He's told Major League Baseball he doesn't want Cohen, and he's told his law department to find a way to stop it, unquote. Wow. And it just wow. made me think, could you imagine if the politicians in Utah somehow came out of the woodwork today and were, were like, hmm, not so fast, Miller family. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want that. There's some, so we, some wheels we that needs to, be, needs to be greased before we get out of the way of that one. No, it, yeah. it, it, makes, you, it makes you actually, and, and this is... It makes you feel glad that, one, our city isn't working like that, but two, that it really is an advantage for this franchise to own everything that it does, you know, own its own building and those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, yeah, I don't anticipate any kind of problem at all in this particular case. But we're not in New York, and and, uh, Ryan Smith does not run a hedge fund. So there you go. Anyway, a little update on the de Blasio news. Looks like uh, the bribes weren't paid and he's staying in the way. <laughs> if that's the way you want to interpret it. Listen, Steve, just pay the bribes. I know you don't like no, it, but just pay have, them. Have we gotten to the point where politics is involved in darn near everything? 
Well, not gotten. That's always been true. Since like 1776. <laughs> yeah, I that's, really that's not a new thing. We haven't gotten there like it wasn't there before. So you don't think, well, are people like uh, sailing across the Atlantic, uh, you know, to try try to find some freedom? Yeah. Well, Maybe, they well, have. Some people are looking for freedom still. It's a it's an ongoing thing, and I'm not sure when uh, the bad news will end. It'll always have to be dealt with at some level. So you see in your little scenario there, they're fleeing somewhere because of politics. Right. And they were allowed to leave that country. That's political. Where they're going is more like-minded, also political. So let me get this straight. In the case of the pilgrims, they came to uh, political. The, the New World in order to find religious freedom. And then they That's very political. Went, then they turned around and uh, imposed their uh, re- religious views on everybody around them. Also political. And bribed them. And stole their land. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Politics. Yes. All. All of that is political. Yes. God bless America. Hmm. All right. Uh, we will. T- uh, we'll have more coming up next. We'll have more of a uh, uh, conversation about the Utah Jazz, obviously, and the ownership changing hands. It's all straight ahead here on the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty, the Zone. Wrapping up a big show. What a day, Gordon. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's not every day uh, the Utah Jazz change ownership, Gordon. It's been a pretty wild one. Yeah, 35 years uh, it's been under the Millers. And now uh, Ryan Smith uh, takes over, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, this was not what I thought we'd end up talking about today. Nope, not one bit. And I'm glad, uh, you know, here's the after the the benefit of being in the afternoon. We had a few hours to at least uh, at least, you know, contemplate and plan out and figure out what uh, how we were going to deal with it. I mean, Hanson Scotty had one of those days and you and I have both been here, you know, been there when we're doing sports radio where, uh, you know, five minutes before their show starts, uh, news breaks. And and here this is live sound of of Scotty before the show with uh, the show plan. <laughs> right into the garbage can. Well, I certainly appreciate you allowing me to steal your sources. That certainly was a is, is a, a benefit to me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Gordon's column is up sltrib.com, sltrib.com. I think they posted it what a couple hours ago, Gordo. So, yeah. uh would encourage our listeners to go and uh, give that a read. And for the uh, for now anyway, it'll be in the paper tomorrow morning, correct? Yes, it will, as far as I know. And, uh, yeah, I've spent uh, the better part of this day on my phone and on the mic. So it's been one of those days, but it's one of those days that uh, we'll remember for a long, long time. And, by the way, just a a tip of the cap to to Gail Miller and uh, to Larry. May he rest in peace. uh, What they did for this community. The Jazz wouldn't be here right now without them. And uh, what, what a spectacular job they did owning that team. And now it seems as though Gale is convinced that Ryan Smith is more of the same. Well, Gordo, enjoy your evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You too. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.